Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. Yes, you've turned into OPP on another Relax Fit episode. Yes, Relax Fit. Just like that favorite pair of jeans you slip into because you know it's going to fit. You know they're stretched out and it ain't going to be too tight. Welcome to Relax Fit episode. I am your gracious host, Jonathan Weekend. And yes, still semi quarantine, unfortunately, but we're broadcasting and streaming to you live from these Eastern United States. And I'm happy to be here. We are tumultuous time, crazy time in uh, my household right now. My wife is 39 weeks pregnant and baby boy could come at any moment. So we are expecting and excited all at the same time. If you don't hear from me in a while, that's going to be it. But I have some uh, trying to pre-record episodes now and still put them out on a weekly basis for you guys. And at the end of this episode, I'll announce what the new episode is going to be for next week. It's going to be really fun and cool and kind of in the same line as an episode I've done before in the past. And uh, I want to say thank you for listening and subscribing. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm just very thankful and grateful for you guys out there all across these fruited plains. Now, let's get into the heart of this Relax Fit episode. Let's dive into that Voyager reunion. Barkeep! So, what can I get you two, fly boys? You see? It's an earth drink. Prune juice. Warrior's drink. You are absolutely right. And I couldn't be happier. Quark, a round of drinks for the house on my tab. I'm ready, Captain. You find me amusing. No. It's just that you are the fifth woman to ask me that question this morning. All I require is to sit in the sun, read my book, alone. And afterward? I really hadn't thought that far ahead. So I don't know if you guys have been active on social media lately, but last night there was a Voyager reunion on YouTube through the Actors Fund. Now, this was completely like not a panel. It was just certain actresses and actors coming in from all over the world, streaming from their living room, which was really cool because you got to hear like um, some cars speed off in Kate Mulgrew's background or people's phones go off. And it was just a neat personal touch than like a, just a Comic-Con panel or anything like that. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think it's still on YouTube. You can just search Voyager reunion actors fun and I would highly recommend that. It was about an hour long. Um, super cool to see live. I've never been a part of anything like that or tuned in anything like that. So if you're a Voyager fan or a Star Trek fan, I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it. I mean, there were, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there were some cringy moments um, throughout the whole thing, especially, I don't want to name any names, but it was just some cringy moments when certain cast members came on and I was like, Oh, this is awkward. So if you watch it, just prepare for that. Um, Because, I mean, you have to, not everybody can talk as much. And it's kind of like having that awkward meeting where everyone's like, oh, 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 you go, you go. (laughs) But um, near the end, they kind of hit their stride. 
I would love to see this with other Star Trek cast or maybe um, just maybe the captains or things like that. There's a whole plethora of technology and plethora of ideas that these funds and these charities can do to help. And always remember, um, you can donate to the Actors Fund. That's what they were raising money for last night. And I believe it's for actors that are kind of out of work right now and don't have really insurance or a steady stream of income. This charity helps them out. And so it's definitely trying to help everyone out throughout this terrible pandemic and terrible kind of semi-recession that we're into. So yeah, like I said, it was awesome fun. Check it out. And there's like, they split it up in a way, like it was like two parts. Like it was one part had like six people and the next part had um, the other six. So to me, it really hit its stride when they had that second wave of actors and actresses come on. And I'm not going to go through all their names. It's just a lot. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much you saw everyone in the Voyager cast. And it just led to some really cool topics and conversations and just a hangout that you don't normally get to see. If you've listened to the Drama of the Delta Quadrant episode of Omega Particle, then you would probably know a lot of these. Like, for example, Jerry Ryan was talking about how when she went to the bathroom, the whole production had to shut down and et cetera, et cetera. And so if you've listened to OPP, then you already know that cutting, cutting edge of the uh, Star Trek universe te- uh, information. <laughs> this other, I'll go into more like detail of some stories coming up. I was most surprised at how the cast was so interactive and kind of chummy and lovey-dovey with one another because from the stories I researched and looked up while doing that drama episode, it didn't really seem that way. It just seemed, okay, coming to work, do your thing. Yeah, we have fun. We pull some pranks, but it's not as the level of a next generation cast, but boy, I have to stand corrected was wrong. And in that drama episode I made maybe about a month ago or so, I said that Kate Mulgrew was dealing with a lot and that sometimes you never know what people are bringing to work. And she actually elaborated on that. And when asked what's the best and worst part of working on Voyager. And she said the worst part was when she got the job and she got to be captain Janeway, she, her boys were 10 and 11 years old. And so she rarely got to see him. There's a lot of late nights. And so she's like, I actually brought a lot of that on set, unfortunately, and took it out on some people. So like I said before, you never know what people are dealing with. And that insight, I didn't know that. I didn't had, I, th- I don't know if that was a first time revelation that she announced last night, but to me it was, it was eye opening. I was like, okay, see, you never know. It could be a lot of, <laughs> it could be a lot of things people are going through. I thought that was a nice insight. And a moment of vulnerability that normally we don't see through with very famous people. But there was a lot of like fun facts that I didn't know. Like for example, Roxanne and Robert, they play Tom Paris and Bellana on Voyager. And apparently they have this huge like Broadway background and they can sing, they can dance. I had no idea that that was even possible through them because they don't sing on Voyager and they didn't do any kind of like theatrical number uh it's mainly just robert ricardo who plays the doctor in seven and i was like why did they not do this why did they not do like a a more musical aspect to the show because i would have i would have enjoyed that i'm a man a cultured man the doctor of dilithium maybe liked some musicals from here to there and i was like why not why didn't they do that that would have been nice to see um a little change of pace maybe in another dr proton um episode they do something like that and bring in some more singing and acting. Yeah, and they even had a couple of clips from 
Robert Duncan McNeil's and Roxanne's past, like they were on certain TV shows or their actual Broadway show themselves. So again, check out that reunion because you actually see those clips that they dug out of somewhere. Even I learned learned a lot about um, some of the cast and crew that what they did after Voyager, like for example, Roxanne went on to do a lot of directing and she actually did direct several Voyager episodes and I had no idea. So that was actually really interesting to learn and funny how they let her direct, but not Garrett Wang. So I don't know. (laughs) Producers are producers. So that's why they do that. And I make podcasts anyway. They had this really kind of in between the two um, groups of Voyager cast. They had this kind of intro kind of medical minute with Robert Picardo and a guy named John LaPook, and he apparently, that's his real name, <laughs> and he apparently does like CBS medical news segments. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And they were talking about how Star Trek doctors were kind of the most kind of tip of the spear and in inclusiveness and the themes of acceptance in all of Star Trek. And I was like, man, that's kind of true because excluding like, some of the more obvious like Bones and Picardo, it was interesting that that Beverly Crusher was one. And then in Discovery, there's the first openly gay doctor played by Wilson. That's incredible to me that I never noticed that before, that the doctors really have the stronghold of having the most accepting and, and themes of inclusiveness in Star Trek. I thought that was interesting. And it made me think when they were talking about this during last night, why did Crusher and Gates McFadden get fired in season two? Now, if you've never watched TNG, just a little backstory, um, it's seven seasons long, but in season two, Gates McFadden, who plays Dr. Crusher, left. And they barely talk about it in season two. They're like, oh, she went to Starfleet Academy. And yeah. And they bring in somebody called Pulaski, Dr. Pulaski, to take her place. And Pulaski was only there a year. And then all of a sudden Crusher's back for season three through seven and she's in all the movies. I was like, whatever happened to her? Cause I was like, I never really ever found that out. And um, doing my quick research, <laughs> uh, founding out why is that it's really kind of terrible. What happened to Gates McFadden? Um, she was very vocal on set with certain producers and certain executive management of Paramount saying, and CBS saying, hey guys, a lot of these storylines are sexist. A lot of these storylines are not really befitting to women. And I don't like it. Apparently Paramount is super political and they kind of drove her out, sadly. And I've worked in places like that where it's 100% politics. It's like Game of Thrones. And and unfortunately, she got the axe. However, Gene Roddenberry told her that she was the third most popular character on the show during the first season. And there was this massive, massive letter writing campaign that fans went on during season two to bring her back. And it took a lot of people to bring Gates McFadden back. She had to get a personal invitation from Rick Berman, who's an executive producer. Patrick Stewart had a volley for her with management to get her back for season three. So she had a lot of working to get her back. And I'm really glad they did because she is plays Dr. Crusher beautifully and I'm, and it wouldn't be in the same show with a, like a Pulaski or somebody else. Um, she definitely brings a great dynamic to the TNG cast and a little fun fact about Gates McFadden. She actually worked 
as a choreographer for Jim Henson before she got the role as Beverly Crusher. She actually worked, I think, on Muppets in Manhattan and Labyrinth. So the whole joke of she's a dancing doctor has some validity to it because she used to be a choreographer. So little FF fun fact for you guys on this uh, on this brisk little spring day. I know we went down a rabbit hole a little bit on Gates McFadden and TNG. So we're going to ring it right back around to the Voyager reunion again. And this is what I learned and kind of sad is that they were interviewing Jerry Ryan and she was describing how she liked to play seven of nine again in Picard. And so I think we're going to play that clip of her describing playing seven again. Here we go. It's, it's been amazing. It's not certainly not something that I ever thought was going to be happening by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I love how they've written her. I love how she's developed. I love, I mean, she's been through a lot of crap and she mm-hmm. keeps going and I love her resiliency and her guts. And I love that she's trying and struggling. And uh, I just think she's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. Seven went through a lot of crap and it's cool to kind of see how she's developed. So I'm excited to see where they take her. And she went on later on in this whole reunion about how the shooting for Picard season two has been thrown into the air because of COVID. And they were supposed to build sets like in May and start shooting in June and maybe have like a winter rollout. Card is supposed to be the winter show for the Trek lineup. Anyway, it seems like now she said that they're probably not going to start shooting till the fall. So realistically, we might get this quasi discovery Picard coming out near the same time or one, one of the shows is going to be super delayed. So they're not right on top of each other. And I feel like a lot of Hollywood TV shows and movies are going to be that way. And Rick and Morty fans are happy because we're getting episodes now, but that's before all this COVID stuff happened. And it's to me, it's, it's going to be, really not happy (laughs) to have such a long hiatus, but well understood because we want people to be safe and secure during this pandemic and not do anything rash. Um, It's going to be some time before we get any new track, but we still have ton to go on and a, I still need to go through the short tracks. Haven't been through them yet on CBS all access. So there's still a lot of content out there. Don't freak out everybody. So one of the funniest things that they went through last night was, and again, I hate to keep plugging this, but on the drama, the Delta Quadrant episode I did, I learned that the crew really liked to mess with Kate Mulgrew during her late night scenes because apparently they would shoot late into the night, like one, two, three in the morning. And one particular episode, I'm going to give you some backstory, kind of make more sense why this person was naked. So there's an episode of Voyager where Tuvok, who's played by Tim Russ, um, kind of gets like Vulcan dimension and he kind of loses his capability of thinking and knowing where he's at during this episode he comes under the bridge naked to do this scene it was super late at night tim russ was saying on the reunion it's like one or two in the morning and so he's standing on like the side by the crew waiting for him waiting to go onto the bridge and film the scene kate mulgrew is doing her thing and apparently ethan phillips who plays neelix and a bunch of other cast and crew decided to uh, i don't know how graphic i want to get here but they decided to stuff the uh shorts of tim russ to mess with to mess with janeway he walks out on the bridge and he's 
super uh i think it was a tube sock stuffed with like other socks uh i don't want to get graphic but anyway he comes out and it just makes mulgrew lose it it was a really touching thing because well i shouldn't say that (laughs) but it was a really interesting insight into how the crew was because i mentioned like sometimes they got moon mulgrew and mess with mulgrew during your scene so actually hearing specifics on one particular prank was awesome I don't think the TNG cast got that blue with their pranks, but uh, I think they're just having fun and um, definitely can't do that now <laughs> in 2020. It's um, just a funny insight to see how comfortable they were with each other and seeing that rapport. And when they told this story, it was really funny because then it opens a whole can of worms. Like how was like, who's the funniest person on the set and how were the pranks and were they kind of going back and forth and, I feel like when they ask that question, there's almost like a pressure now because the TNG cast set the bar to be like, if you're going to be in Star Trek, you have to be fun loving. You have to be kind of this wild craziness. Everybody be family. And I think every crew has lived up to that. I haven't researched it, but just from my basic knowledge, yeah, everyone gets along and, and they like to have poke fun at each other while they were filming. They, everyone around the whole entire reunion definitely agreed that Ethan Phillips was the guy who couldn't be contained and just (laughs) always had a good attitude and was always hilarious because even though um, Jerry Ryan goes into this is that Ethan Phillips had to sit in makeup for two hours every single day of shooting. Only part of his head that wasn't in makeup was like, I think his bottom lip or upper lip. So he was, I mean, just agonizingly amount of time with all that makeup getting in and getting out. But Jerry Ryan said he never complained and he was always in good spirit. Um, I could definitely see that. He plays Neelix beautifully and he plays him with such a zeal and, and kind of fun atmospheres. Um, you can definitely see his Ethan Phillips personality come through on that. Either way, that's what I think about the Voyager reunion. It's really fun. Um, there's no paywall or anything. You just go straight onto YouTube to watch it if you have an extra hour, which I think a lot of us do during this pandemic. <laughs> We're going to cover some other little Star Trek news, little tidbits before I like to keep these episodes short so it's not it doesn't go super long. Kind of transitioning into the New Worlds um, series that was announced, which was Pike, is that a lot of people want Jeffrey Combs. Yes, that Jeffrey Combs who's played literally dozens and dozens of characters on I think every single Star Trek except the original series. Either way, either way, um, he's played on every series as an alien or as human in some way, shape, or form. They want him to play the doctor. Yes, that old doctor for that first episode of Star Trek that Pike was a captain. I believe he plays Dr. Boyce on the original series. So I think that'd be cool to kind of bring him in because I definitely love seeing him. He's such a great actor and has great range. But now he has that longevity. Like he's done so much and he's been an integral part of the Trek universe in this golden age of Trek. So I would love to see him come on and and share the wealth a little bit into these new series. Also really quick, um, CBS is starting to pitch Patrick Stewart and other cast and crew members of Picard for Emmy nominations. And I personally would love this. I think Sir Patrick Stewart did a phenomenal job and I think you definitely agree on Picard. I would love for them to get the act, the um, recognition and awards that they deserve would make CBS develop even more Star Trek content and because it makes money and wins awards and gets recognition. So I think they would be smart to do that. So that has been 
a recap of a little bit of Star Trek news and my review of the Voyager reunion. I wonder if I can... Oh, yes. <clears throat> Come cheer up, my lads, tis to glory we steer to find something new in this wonderful year to honor we call you as three men for who are so free as the sons of the waves hard of oak our ships jolly cars are our men we always are ready steady boys steady we'll fight and we'll conquer again and again come cheer i know with last week's episode about economics and the uh treconomics of the Federation. And that was kind of a great fun episode to do. And I may do one uh, in the future about another species or world in the Star Trek universe. But that was kind of a heavier subject, a little bit of heavier subject. So we got our steak. Let's get some McDonald's. Yes, we're doing another drama episode. This time we're doing the next generation. Now you may say, Jonathan, didn't seem like there was that much drama. That is true. I would love to cover the pranks that the cast did on one another. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But no, I'm talking about Gene Roddenberry and the how Next Generation came to be and the whole drama behind that. Because I had no idea that this was a huge undertaking to get TNG on the air. And no clue. I mean, and just give you a little tidbit of little taste of the what I'm talking about Gene Roddenberry didn't want Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard ultimately we know what happened but I just was like oh my gosh there's this is a wealth of interesting stuff um yes that's going to be the next episode I'm really looking forward to that really fun researching but always remember you can hit us up on social media we're on Instagram at Omega Particle Podcast we're on Twitter at Omega Particle underscore and if you want to talk or have questions, you can always email me. It's megaparticlepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. I love talking to you guys. It's been fun interacting with fans all over the world. And uh, shout out to England. You guys are huge. Ireland too. Feel free to reach out. And always remember, keep wearing those masks, y'all. It's important. Um, I know a lot of countries and I know my state of Virginia here in the United States have started to kind of phase out and getting into reopening a little bit. But just remember here the CDC, wear those masks. Just because it seems like it's over doesn't mean we need to stop and just pretend like it never happened. So um, follow your local guidelines. And always remember, guys, second start of the right, straight on till morning. <laughs>